All right, what is going on, everyone? This is Brian Porter. We are here with the Tonecast. This is episode 58. So 58 shows now. We're heading towards 60. We had been having a nice run of episodes in April. And then it, as uh, all this coronavirus stuff has progressed, um, we have been obviously focusing on our business and kind of what we want to do heading through the summer and kind of uh, going through some changes and in uh, just how we want to approach this whole thing. Um, obviously, there's no clear answer. The industry as a whole has been been kind of uh, uh, slapped around, if you will. We've been just trying to figure out uh, how we progress as, as a company and, and what that looks like as some stores have reopened and some, some have not, and we're going through different spikes with the virus and all sorts of crazy stuff right now. But uh, one of the things is we took some time um, so not only some time off, but just had like a slower time with, um, the different quarantines and things like that. So we really took some time to think about our podcast and kind of what we want to do with the show. And one of the things we, um, we really know that people missed about the show is we, we kind of went through a season of no interviews and the interviews are always very interesting. Um, been on the phone with a lot of industry friends and just chatting with them and, and realizing that, um, you know, we're all kind of in this this interesting unknown boat, if you will, and not only the musicians, but the music store owners, uh, the gear company owners, and and all the like are are, are trying to figure out, um, you know, almost day to day, what do we do? How do we move forward? How do we sell our products? How do we make money as a band? And so, our goal is to uh, bring you into those conversations. So for the next um, season, hopefully, we we get back to some consistency with this, but. Uh, we want to be able to bring you conversations with um, people in the industry. And these may not be all completely gear-related all the time. It could be musicians. It could be uh, friends of ours that, uh, that uh, support bands and things like that. So there's going to be some, some cool conversations. We've got uh, a couple of them planned. And today we're going to be talking with a small business uh, music store owner, uh, Rob Ridgeway from 12th Fret Music. And... Um, we met him down at his shop. He's local here in the Boise area and um, just had a conversation with him about his store, about the pandemic and the effects of the music store being uh, deemed non-essential and forced to close. And we kind of dealt with the same thing um, with our crew. And I think we talked a little bit about it a couple of shows ago, but we did have to close the showroom and we had limited uh, hours for different people and, and it was crazy. So so we're going to have a lot of these conversations, like I mentioned, but I want to jump right into that conversation with Rob, and, and hopefully this will kind of give you the perspective from the music store owner's eyes and kind of what they went through and and just give him an opportunity to share a little bit about his uh, his shop and kind of his, uh, his story, if you will. So let's jump to that conversation with Rob right now. All right, so we are here live in 12th Fret Music. Uh, in our hometown of Boise, Idaho. We're here with Rob Ridgeway, and uh, he's been kind enough to take a few minutes, uh, socially distanced minutes uh, here with us to <laughs> talk a little bit about his shop, a little bit about uh, everything from the local uh, music store's perspective. So, Rob, how are you doing? Doing good, Brian. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for opening up a little bit early and uh, before the uh, 
the crowds come in. Hopefully not too many people, right? <laughs> no, hopefully a lot. Hopefully a lot of people. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so we want to highlight, um, as we were talking before we started recording, uh, we want to highlight some, just some, some stores, some artists, some different people kind of as we work through uh, this podcast some more and just in-person interviews, phone interviews, that kind of thing. So we wanted to start with local music stores um, because that's how I got my start in guitar is a lot of local music stores. I showed up and they were kind enough to not kick me out. And, <laughs> uh, you know, the rest is history, I guess. They, they let me play long enough to get addicted to guitar. And then I bought a guitar and, and now I'm making guitars and pickups. So it's, it, I always love the local shops and, and definitely want to start highlighting a lot of them who are also mm-hmm. our dealers. So you, 12th Fret Music happens to be also a dealer of our pickups as well. Um, so let's start off, Rob, with just, um, just maybe about your personal background in music. And then uh, we'll get into more about the shop in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I started playing professionally back in uh, 1982 uh, down in L.A. I born and raised down there, so uh, naturally gravitated as a musician towards the Hollywood scene and all that. And uh, got, I had a pretty good career. Uh, moved up here to Idaho in 93 and uh, played. I was still playing. I was still playing down in L.A. and playing up here for a while. And and did all that and then uh, started a different business and, and ran with that for a long time, but still never quite left the music scene, you know. But down in L.A., it was, uh, it was run and gun, man. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So you were in multiple bands down there and that kind of thing? Yeah, multiple bands, did uh, tons of recording, did some, a lot of session work. Um, towards the end, I was doing a lot of session work and, uh, you know, I always had my own band, uh, played with... Uh, a few people that uh, had some notoriety to them, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. And I uh, did a few albums and all that. So yeah, yeah. so you mostly bass player, right? Or yeah, bass you... player only. Okay, yeah, only bass player. I screw around on everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to know a little bit, right? Running a shop, you got to at least know how to yeah. tune a tune a guitar and yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Tune a piano. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, flash forward. So you're back in Idaho, and then kind of flash forward to this shop. So when did Twelfth Fret Music start? Um, and, and kind of tell me the story of of kind of how you are in charge, basically. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it used to be Doyle's Broadway Music. Uh, Doyle and Kathy had the store for, what, 17 years? And uh, almost three years ago, I bought it from them and uh, took it over. And then I realized, well, you know, Doyle did a great job, you know, establishing a name and all that. But I'm not Doyle, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wanted to make it our own, so we changed it to Twelfth Fret Music, and just been going with it since. Uh, been seeing a lot of growth, and uh, brought in a ton of new gear, lots of new brands, and uh, just wanted to kind of give the shop my feel. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, so talk to me about that um, from you know that pre-purchase point where you were like, do I want to get into the music industry? Is this a good idea? Kind of walk me through that process too. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I came in and uh, met with Doyle and Kathy and, and looked at the store and and uh, saw it as an opportunity for growth. You know, uh, when I sold my other company, I swore I'd never uh, own another business again because as you know, yep. <laughs> it is... Um, there's a ton of joy in it and a ton of um, reward. It's very, very rewarding. And at the same time, it's very, very uh, 
grueling. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it again. But uh, uh, owning a music store has always been something in the back of my mind, you know, something to do. And um, uh, when I saw the opportunity to become an intricate part of the, of the music scene here in Idaho and, um, you know, hopefully expanding beyond that, um, I, I couldn't say no to it. Yeah. You know, it was just something I just, I felt very passionate about and yeah. So, so then just the, the opportunity to give back to local musicians to serve mm-hmm. them and, uh, maybe even maybe there was a hole in, in the local music scene that you felt like you could fill. Is that kind of all in one? Um, well, I felt like there wasn't a real local guitar shop that, that cared, mm. you know, um, I felt like those had gone away and, yeah. and, you know, with the only, uh, choice it's it felt like was gc and and you know <laughs> and and nothing against them i mean they 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 are who they are and and uh it's not what i wanted i wanted uh like you were talking about in the beginning i wanted to be that local music store where young people could come in the old guys come in the pros working the scene right now could come in the up and comers come in and just feel like they had a home you know, or they were welcome into my home, and uh, and it was part of their home as well. And I just wanted that feel in the shop again. You know, I I really miss that. Um, that's what got me addicted to wanting to, you know, pick up a guitar and play, man. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't it wasn't all the glitz and glamour of it all. It was the fact that you know guys were cool to me in the local stores. Yeah, so similar know? experience to me. It sounds yeah, like where very very similar. Guys didn't just. Uh, Say, hey, go home, you you squirt, you know, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, well, we had, we had like, um, yeah, we had like uh, growing up, we had a, a store that they called us the Wanker Brothers because we would come in and it was during high school and we had no money. We had no money anyways, right? So right. they would let us come in every Friday after school ended, we would drive over and we would play in this this shop and they would never say a word. They would never mm. kick us out. They would just let us play you know, terrible Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Raylix and all nice. this stuff. And and I still remember that to that day. And and one day I showed up to put a deposit on a, like a nice guitar I'd saved for like six or seven months. And I was buying like an $1,800 guitar. Wow. And this was like, you know, I was like, am I really going to spend this much money? Because that was coming from like a, I think I had a PV Predator and then I had a, like a USA Strat, which when that was when they were like $700 mm-hmm. instead of 1500 or whatever they are now. <laughs> And so I dropped a deposit on there and the guys about, you know, they were like wondering where I stole the money basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I showed up and I'm like, I've been working really hard. I want to buy a guitar today. And they're like, what? You want to buy a guitar? Nice, So nice. But I just remember that because I could have, you know, I've heard other people say, you know, they walk into a store and, and people talk about vibe of the store a lot, mm-hmm. right? And I know that's important to you. So, so when they walk in, is it welcoming? Are you, you know, is the owner behind the counter just like, what do you want, you know? And yeah, um, yeah. We, we even had that, that experience going to Seattle this last fall and visiting probably seven or eight shops in one day. So we just kind of did this little test case. We walked in and said hi and just kind of got the mm-hmm. vibe of different stores. And some people were like, you know, they had been doing it for 30 years and they were just jaded and grumpy. And, <laughs> and then other people were like, hey, man, how can I help? And they were like excited about guitar. And we're like, man, those are the shops that that we remembered. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's important. Um, so as you, as you kind of took over the store, what were some of the things that um, 
you know, not so much what was, what was different about the other one, but what were the things that you want, like you mentioned being welcoming and, and that kind of stuff, what were the things that were kind of the foundation points of what you wanted this store to be? Uh, good question. Uh, for me, it was, um, I wanted it to be a, uh, a, a shop that, uh, the, the pros knew they could use. And I also wanted it to be a shop, um, where the working musicians feel, felt like they could come in, find good deals on stuff, uh, see brands they're not seen anywhere else. And, uh, I don't want to say shock Boise, but kind of, you know, just bring in stuff. I wanted it to be a store I would want, want to walk into and hang out in. Sure. You know, that was the main premise of it. And uh, it still is today. I mean, I just, you know, we're ordering in gear that, you know, nobody else is carrying and stuff like that. And we're picking up brands. And uh, we just want it to be that that shop, you know. And it's 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 going to take some more time. You know, we're getting there. And I'm yeah. not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? good. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like thinking, hell, how can I squeeze more guitars in here? That's right. You so, know? So would you say just as a... As a you know, a business owner, you mentioned you're, you're not wanting to, you didn't want to get back into business, but then the, the passion part of it kind of uh, screwed all that mm-hmm. those plans up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with me, you know, like trying to get a real job at some point during this Porter journey. I was yeah. like, you know what, I don't really want to get a real job. Uh-uh. I really don't, and I'm gonna have to figure this out. And 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 so so, are you happy with kind of the the progress and the vision? Is that something that still you get up every day and you're you're stoked to come in here and and uh, serve these musicians? Yeah. Yeah, I actually am. Um, I think I'm more excited now than I ever have been. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's challenging with, with, you know, with COVID days and all this other crap, but, um, the, the beauty of it is, is, uh, the music industry is thriving during all this, you know, and, uh, people are, I think what we're going to see is probably the most creative phase we've, we, we haven't seen in a while because you got a lot of musicians now at home doing home recordings and working and, and refocusing. And, uh, I'm really, really excited to see the next, uh, generation of music that's going to come from this, you know, cause you got a lot of guys that have been playing and gigging a long time. And uh, a lot of them are telling me, you know, they finally feel like they can, since they're not worried about gigging for the next month or, you know, a couple months ago they were saying that, um, that they had a chance to work on chops they haven't been able to work on or work on songs that they've been wanting to work on or finish writing songs. So I think we're going to see a, a whole new, um, a whole new, I don't know what the word is, but a whole new batch of music, I yeah. guess. You yeah, know, you it's going to be great. You hope that people are using this time to not just sit in their house and be afraid, but they're yeah. creating music. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I'm excited to see what people are doing. I know I talked to a lot of bands who are normally they're in the middle of summer tours right now, and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm not going home until September. And now they're home. They've been home yeah. since March, and 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 so that's good. I think I think it's important to look at the the positive side. What mm-hmm. good is going to come out of this? Um, because really, there's a lot of negative stuff being thrown around, and there's some serious, mm-hmm. real things that are happening. Yes, but it's serious. also like as musicians, what are we, what are we going to do? And 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 how cool is guitar in the midst of all this stuff? You know, we mm-hmm. we have our own customers who are like, man, I just really want to upgrade that strat that's been in my closet for 
you know, 20 years and now I'm finally going <laughs> to, I'm finally stuck at home and, you know, they're supposed to be working from home. It's hilarious to me, but they're supposed to be working from home, but they're like modifying their guitar and then saying they're workings, but yeah, I'm good yeah. with it. As, hey, as, I'm cool too, man. <laughs> Bring them someone's in. Someone's on their lunch, <laughs> lunch break and they're here for like two hours, right? You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's how it kind of goes. But, um, so, so kind of tying into the whole COVID-19 thing and kind of how it really like slapped the music industry mm-hmm. around and we're, you know, both of us are looking to the future of the music industry and there is quite a bit of unknowns. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit of uh, confusion and, you know, when is the gig money going to start flowing in and, and, and that kind of thing. So, so kind of first, like two-part question, but let's start off with just kind of how you've approached it, how you've handled uh, the virus situation being, uh, you know, deemed non-essential for a mm-hmm. little while like we were. And so let's talk about that first. Okay. Um, well, you know, back when we were deemed non-essential, uh, the last week or so of April, um, we were allowed to do curbside uh, pickup and drop-off since we are a full repair shop as well. So we were doing that and um, was a little worried, a little worried about sales at that point, you know, and, you know, the, the fear of the unknown, uh, you know, when they opened up retail on May 1st, um, we became essential at that on that day, and so we opened our doors and not knowing what to expect. You know, we didn't know if people were going to come in and spend money or if we were just going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, so there's there's always those fears, you know, and nobody knew. I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen. So um, for us, I figured the smartest thing to do is uh, since I had you know major surgery back at the end of March, right before. COVID hit, um, and to protect myself and my customers, uh, I decided that, you know, we were going to require masks to come in the store. And, um, and we sanitize everything, and we ask that everyone uses hand sanitizer before they touch anything, and kind of make it um, an equal playing field. So I'm lowering my risk of being infected, and uh, people are lowering their risk of being infected. And because we're doing that, um, it, we've only had pushback from maybe 10, 12 people the sure. whole time. Yeah. And, uh, and that's okay, you know. And we're not doing this to make it a political issue or any other issue. We're doing it because uh, I feel like nobody has really told us a full truth about this whole thing, you know, and I'd rather be safe than sorry at this point, because if we're closed, then we can't be of service to anyone. Right. And if I'm sick and I'm not, I'm not here, you know, then, uh, you know, I got to pay bills too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I want to stay open as long as possible. And if all it helps to do that is wearing a, a, a mask for, you know, while you're in the store, then, you know, uh, it shouldn't be a big deal, and yeah. it's and it hasn't been, thank God. You know, That's good. Uh, most of the customers have been appreciative, actually, of uh, asking of us requiring people to wear a mask. So that's been really nice to see. Yeah, just just dealing with um, the unknowns and like, well, we'd rather be safe than sorry, right? Mm-hmm. And and protect the the people that work here and the people that are coming in and right. Um, you know, not being reckless. I think that's all, all yeah, smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's hard for a musician not to be re- reckless. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the first thought is not that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to be rebellious. Just not here in this way. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're here to, so everyone can keep coming in, Definitely. you know, I want to keep the doors open Yeah, and you know, as long as they let us. 
Definitely. So, so yeah, a lot of adjustments, a lot of just, uh, I would say we both probably had a lot of sleepless nights of like, mm-hmm. okay, what is this going to be? How is this going to go? Yeah, um, yeah. I know there was a point in, in March where uh, we basically had everything bottomed out financially and we're yeah. like, all right, so we'll see what happens. But then we've, we kind of shifted and we said, you know, a lot of people say like, look at these things as opportunities. And, right. and on the surface, you're like, that is not an opportunity. This sucks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> can you adjust? Can you do the curbside? Right. Can you, you know, people are like, man, I hate watching the news. I want to go pick up electric guitar. Right. And then all of a sudden they're spending their time on that, like you mentioned before. And, and so we're, we're providing this cool service to people like, you know, music brings joy and it being, brings all this inspiration right. and, and that's what it's about. And that, and that's kind of like, it's cool to have a shop that does have that, that purpose, that greater purpose behind it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all want guitar to stay alive through yeah. all this yeah. and uh, not only just for, our, you know, so we can put food on the table, but, but just because we love music. I mean, that's the reason why we're doing this. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Be definitely there. Yeah. So, so one thing just kind of for those, um, who, are looking at getting into a music store. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're gonna be like, "Don't do it," but at, at the same <laughs> run the, away, yeah, run away. Uh, at the same time, so for those who maybe are are looking at, at their towns and saying, "Man, I really would like to do a music store," um, this is gonna be a loaded question. But at the same time, um, what kind of advice would you give someone who is looking to to start a store now that you're a couple of years in? Um, you know, what would you <laughs> gone back and maybe slapped yourself around and be like, Hey, why'd you do that? Or yeah. something like that. I would say, um, learn the, learn the, uh, the backside of the industry. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the distributors, the reps and, and all that. And, uh, I learned that a lot of my reps, uh, from all the companies that we deal with, they've been doing this a lot longer than me. And I had to humble myself and say, you know, my musical background, my music experience, and what I was able to do as a musician might have been way more than what any of them have done. But that doesn't necessarily um, apply to owning a music store. Sure. You know, it gives you a story, and that story helps with sales. But what's going to really help, what really, really helped me was trusting my reps and getting to know them on a personal level, finding out their background and... You know, I mean, I got guys that have been doing this 30, 40 years. You know, they've worked for every company under the sun and they know the ins and outs. And it, it's a big pond, it's a big ocean out there, but a really small pond for for the people in the industry, as you know it now. I yeah. mean, you walk around now and everybody knows everybody. Right. They've all been doing it for years. Yeah. And, and so uh, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. And, um, make sure you got the financial backing you need. And, and, uh, be smart about it, man. I mean, you got to be smart with your money. Don't think you're going to buy a music store, start a music store, and then go sit go sit on a couch at home and talk to your employees and think they're going to do all the work. Yeah. You know, you. I would say if you're not wanting to be involved daily and at the store and be a part of the face of the store, don't do it. Yeah. You know, and you have to want to be around people. I mean, that's the passion for me is... <laughs> I love talking to musicians. I could do it all day. And the guys that come in the store know I can do that yeah. all day. And, um, you know, and I think that's part of the, part of the joy, you know, that you and I experienced when, when we were young, you know, going to a local shop was, you know, if you had that cool store owner, you know, I remember I met the guy, um, the bass player for Steppenwolf. He owned a store in uh, Minnesota mm. in Minneapolis. And 
I had no clue. I was a 17-year-old kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I met him, and, you know, I was over there trying out some Marshall stacks, and, you know, and the guy's like, are you going to turn those up or what? Nice. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> what? And the guy, the sales guy helped me. He said, dude, he's the owner. You can crank it up. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Nice. So we're diamond out amps, and, you know, and he goes, you don't know who he is, do you? I go, no. And he and told me, and I'm like, holy crap, man. That's funny. I was embarrassed to be playing at that moment. <laughs> yeah. So. so it's a combination of, uh, obviously, in many cases, you obviously need some money to have some inventory. But right. it's probably, you know, I would say for those people, it's probably okay to start small, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just keep it simple for a little just bit. Keep it simple, you know, and who knows where retail is going to go. Yeah. You know, I mean... COVID could change it. It may not change it. Um, I think it's, to be completely honest, I think the the, the local mom and pa shops that are consistent at this point are going to survive. Yeah. You know, and um, don't be afraid. Because as soon as you start adding fear into your own business, then that's what you have. You have a, a business running on fear. And I'd rather run on uh Optim, you know, being optimistic and being faithful and looking forward, you know, yeah. and because then, you know, you're looking in the right direction, you know, and that's my personality, anyways. You know, I'm, yeah, I just I run, I hit a wall, and I look, oh, who put the wall there? You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And how do I get over that wall? Yeah, who do I get through it or over it? And yeah, so so probably too, you can lean on some of these rep type people who have have seen maybe not pandemics, but they've seen uh, market crashes and. Mm-hmm. Things like that, where it's like, okay, well, what what stores uh, survive those, and what kind of lines did they buy into to help them kind of wiggle through right. some of these like seasonal things that go up and down, mm-hmm. and and that's cool, like leaning on those those guys. So yeah. as, so as you look at like, you kind of touched a little bit on it. What do you where do you think the music industry is going um, mm-hmm. as of? early summer of 2020. Um, it's very hard to predict anything. I know we are not going to the NAM show next year because our, our confidence level in the, in the show even happening, uh, yeah. is low. And uh, then is it going to be halfway full? And am I paying the same amount for half the people that walk yeah, by? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But so talk to maybe about what you think, uh, where you think the music industry is going? Um, hmm. Good question. Uh, I need some answers, so <laughs> so uh, <laughs> help me out here. I don't know if I can. Uh, I think music-wise, uh, like I said earlier, we're going to see a resurgence of um, of original music because uh, people are losing their damn minds, you know. Yeah. And so whenever that happens, it's really, really good for the music industry. In the '60s, when there was protests and uh, NAM and, and you know civil rights movements and all that stuff. We had some of the greatest music in history come out of the you know and uh, and then the '70s same thing. You know we we just saw this massive movement of music, and I think that's what we're going to see there as far as the music industry itself. And you know I I feel horrible for all these um for all the all the roadies and the musicians out there that gig and and the touring musicians because their summer money is what they live on yeah you know and who knows when we're going to have a concert again and how that's going to look i i can't wrap my head around that you know um there's people uh, on a much higher pay scale <laughs> <laughs> Way more qualified than I to to come up with a solution for that. But uh, locally, I think um, the band are are they're talking about it a lot. You know, the guys are 
on stage and, uh, you know, you're always wondering, you know, like even for the top 40 bands, how are people going to, because people go to see top 40 bands, they want to get up and dance and hear their favorite songs and forget about life for the, for the, for the few hours, you know, and uh, I don't know how that's going to work. I honestly don't. Um, Without practice, you know, if, unless you just do away with social distancing and everything, yeah. and say screw it, we're going to go back to normal. And I think that'll all happen once there's a real vaccine that everyone's comfortable with, you know. And we see numbers dropping instead of spiking, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as retail, um, I think retail is going to change. I think it has to, you know, um, but. And that's what we're trying to do in our store. We're thinking, okay, if we do this, this, and this, um, people can feel safe coming into the store. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. Because I think if people feel safe and secure while, uh, while they're in, in your environment, then, um, then they'll show up. Yeah. You know? And if they walk in and they feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to get sick being here, it's, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, that's good. I think <laughs> I think the unknown is part of the theme. It's mm-hmm. part of that, but it, it also is kind of like okay, you're looking to a future that is is unclear, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't lose sight of what what you're about. And you know, even if it's just like you know daily or it's weekly, that you're like, okay, what are we going to do this week to make it better? What are we right. going to do this week to to serve our musician community mm-hmm. better? And and just kind of build off that. And all of a sudden, you know, we'll look back and be like, well, we. We somehow got through this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. the hope. Um, so as we close up, I just want to um, to maybe have you highlight a little bit about your store. So maybe just a rundown of some of the brands that you carry and then also uh, where people can find you on the website, uh, other places. Oh, okay. Uh, well, website is uh, 12thfretmusic.com. Uh, we also have a reverb page. Uh, the, if you go to our webpage, it'll direct you to our uh, reverb page as well. Uh, we're in process right now of redeveloping the website and building that out. But um, some of the major brands are uh, Revolta for guitars. Uh, for electric guitars, you got Revolta, Danny Electro, two of the brands we just brought in. Uh, Reverend, we've been Reverend dealers for a while. Uh, D'Angelico, uh, Court, uh, Hagstrom, uh, Tajima Guitars. Uh, we carry vintage guitars. Um, then we have Spectre for basses, uh, of course, and, uh, Warwick and, uh, Washburn, <laughs> Alvarez, Yamaha. Nice. Um, who else do we carry? Oh, uh, Teton, uh, local guys. So yeah. supporting them. Great guitars for acoustics. And, uh, and then, uh, we have, you know, it's a pretty good use selection and we do a lot of, uh, consignment, uh, gear as well for people in town. Cool. So, yeah, so people can kind brands. of find, I know like a lot of times people will look at the reverb shops just to see if there's a cool old used guitar that pops up and you're yeah. like, oh, let me call those guys. I know you have like a, a Tokai uh, with P90s that I'm eyeing over here <laughs> while we're yeah. watching that. That Tokai, people are like, what is, what guitar is that? And I go, it's a Japan Tokai. And the guys like you know what it yeah. is and they like, oh crap, you know, oh. and it's just a amazing yeah God, things a beast so that's awesome you know you get stuff like that in and um you know it, it's it makes it nice you know and yeah. i don't know it's just exciting because my goal has always been to keep adding new brands oh friedman how can i 
freaking forget Friedman. Sorry, Steve. Um, <laughs> well, we're, I just asked, I asked you to highlight a few things, you know, yeah. not like down to the, every cable that yeah, you carry. Yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't do I God, I did start doing that, though. But That's yeah, hard. I can't forget Friedman because, you know, there are... You know, they're one of our anchor companies, man, you know, yeah. and they've been great to us. So that's cool. So then the process was just basically transitioning. Okay. I want to carry these brands. I love these brands. I like the reps, like you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and and then figuring out like which ones would stick and price points and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a collective effort of all those things. Yeah. 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 Cause like, um, call him, I rep for Korg. Um, he worked with, um, Breedlove for 17, 18 years, you know, so, and he set up manufacturing for him. And then you got Mike, um, who works for Supro, another brand I forgot. And he was the guy that helped develop Derek Johnson's Strat. He nice. worked with Eric personally. So if I had not gotten an O Mike, who would have known that, you know? So the wealth of knowledge he has about guitars and, and the, you know, it's just, yeah, there's so much knowledge out there. And as long as I keep my ego in check, I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> That's good. You know, That's yeah. awesome. Well, Rob, thanks so much for being on the uh, Tonecast today. Uh, really excited to have Thank a you. conversation with you. I know a lot of times we're just in passing, <laughs> uh, dropping something off or whatever. So it was good to chat with you for Same a few minutes. Here, um, Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for being on. Uh, my pleasure, man. All right. Okay, so that was our conversation with Rob from 12th Fret Music. Uh, appreciate having him uh, take some time out of his day to talk to us about his perspective being a, a, a small independent music shop owner, um, definitely rooting for those kind of guys in the industry as we're all trying to figure this out, as you, as you heard from our conversation. So if you enjoyed that, uh, shoot us a, an email, info at porterpickups.com. We'd be happy to uh, just chat with you about uh, maybe ideas for future shows, uh, maybe people you'd like us to to interview, things like that. We're going to be cranking up the interviews. We're going to be doing more weekly shows. Um, That's the plan. Uh, As sometimes things get crazy, it's very hard to keep up with a weekly show. But we'd like to bring you more content, um, bring you stories um, from inside the industry, uh, from all angles, like we mentioned in the intro. We really want to do more of that as we go. Uh, Before we finish off here, I just want to mention our pickup chooser. If you go to porterpickups.com backslash pickup chooser, You'll see our pickup chooser form. It's three questions. It allows us to get to know your guitar a little bit better and what you're, you're chasing sound-wise. And then what we do with that is we will send you back a personal recommendation either via phone call or email, and we'll say, hey, this model within our Telecaster lineup will be the one that you want to check out. So it's a way for us to kind of get closer to a good recommendation for you. And if you're confused about all the choices that we offer, we actually help you narrow it down a little bit. So try that out. There's no obligation. It's completely free. Uh, But you will get a personalized response on that too as well. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another show.